friends, welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. This is your host, Whitney Kay, and I'm accompanied by my amazing co-host and handsome husband, Christopher Moss. What's up? So before we dive into our very first episode, I must say, I'm going to touch on exactly what the heck Uno Mas means because I literally had someone who said you have a spelling error on your Facebook page. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's actually a play on words and a pun in regards to our last name, which is Moss. However, I don't really share my last name on any of my social media. I go by Whitney K, which is my first middle name because that's just my brand and that's what I've gone with for so long. But Christopher definitely goes by Christopher Moss. And now that we're married, we have become one. So that is where Uno Moss came from. And we it was just super cute and we wanted to roll with it. But today, let's get into it. We are talking all about comfort zones and stepping out of them. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Oh my God, comfort zones. Something I don't think really anybody likes um, to have anybody really likes to jump out of, but it's definitely something that you and I are familiar with because I truly feel that it was jumping out of our comfort zones that led us to where we are today. You know, I am from Cincinnati, Ohio. I took the huge leap from Cincinnati down here to Texas. You're from small town, Louisiana. You picked up and moved all the way here to Texas. We both have different stories. And then In regards to how we met, that was completely out of my comfort zone. I don't know about you, but we're going to get into it right now. So tell me a little bit about like your journey in regards to the small town Louisiana boy and kind of what got you here and what comfort zone you feel like you had to jump out of in order to bring you here. And like, what did you, what did you learn along the way? Because I'm really curious to hear if, you know, our, our situations are similar or if we kind of experience the same thing in the process of jumping out of our comfort zones? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right when it comes to, you know, I guess stepping out of my comfort zone, especially whenever you're from a really, really small town, um, you know, and you've been, I guess, complacent or stagnant over, you know, say a nine-year period, right? So, you know, when you when you get into that routine of like every single day being the same thing every single day, you get comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the hardest part that me, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, people struggle with when uh, they're from whatever their situation is. Um, and so, you know, it's the hardest part as far as stepping outside of that. And what kind of happened in your life to give you that opportunity or that wake-up call to be like, okay, this this is my moment. This is when I can can step, and I got to do it now. Well, so I actually went um, uh, with the company that I was with for nine years. I was uh, I went to actually an interview within the company, and uh, they uh, after the interview, I mean, I nailed it. Like literally, I killed the interview. Right. I wouldn't expect anything less out of you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is, is uh, even afterwards, they, they do somewhat like of an, an exit interview, you know, just to kind of let you know how you did, how the questions were answered, you know, the knowledge, the experience, the overall just performance of, of that. 
and every single one of them were just amazed with the interview, right? And I, I knew that I nailed it. And so that was my, you know, I, I had intuition thinking that, okay, look, the, the next step is going to be me getting a call stating that, okay, I'm going to become a director. Uh, so a promotion, essentially. Yeah, correct. Okay. And, uh, and then, so I ended up getting the call, and uh, that was not the case. Well, what's really interesting is that same day where I took the interview, a mile down the road, I actually had another interview with another company on the same day. And I'd already had that interview, and they already offered me the job. So I knew that it was like, you know what, I'm going to leave it all out on the table in this interview. And that was the defining moment for me, knowing that like, okay, hey, look, because I have something that is still comfortable, but maybe not as comfortable, uh, that allowed me to make that next step. So uh, how I led to Dallas was essentially a really good friend of mine that I had met over the nine years with uh, my previous company. Um, and he reached out to me. He had actually reached out to me a couple of times over the years asking me to come and work uh, in, in the automotive industry. And An industry you were not familiar with I had, at all. had no clue what I was doing. Like, I... Honestly, all that you know, like going in, is you think that, okay, yeah, you sell a car like you sell clothes if you go to the buckle or something like that, you know, like, oh, you like it? Okay, here, you know, um, but completely different industry whatsoever, you know, I mean, completely different. Okay, so you got here to Dallas, you started working, that was completely out of your comfort zone. What did your family and friends think? Because I know, and, I, and I'll tell you my story, when I left Cincinnati, so I had a deciding moment in my life where it was, it was the divorce, honestly, that triggered me to say I need freaking change in my life. I need something different. And I'd always thought that I was intended for more, but I think I was too afraid to do it because I was comfortable, okay? So it was like this divorce that kind of lit this fire under my ass, so to say, and just gave me that extra push to make the leap. And I had been traveling down here to Dallas, Texas for work with Mary Kay for several years, and it was a city that I fell in love with, essentially. So when I thought, okay, I need change, I just need something big, I'm going to Dallas. So I picked up, came down here, completely out of my comfort zone, but before I came down, my parents, not my parents, well, my mom and my stepdad, um, and then some of my other family members literally pulled a freaking intervention on me. Like, a pastor from my childhood church, mind you, I had not been to this church. I would stop in every once in a while for my grandparents and, you know, family things, but I had not seen this pastor for a majority of my life. And so they call him in to sit me down and talk to me about this decision that I'm making in my life. And is it a decision that, you know, is good for me? And Honestly, I didn't even know at the time. That was that was the whole uncomfortable factor of it. I don't know if it's a good decision. I just know that I need change and I need something different. And yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about that part. Okay, you moving down here, right? Mm -hmm. Also, you know, we we have a child. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you have a son mm -hmm. from your previous marriage as well. Yeah. 
that must have probably been the most difficult part. Yeah, I mean, because I wasn't, I wasn't going to bring him. I wasn't, oh, that's a hard topic to touch on. <laughs> you just brought something deep into the conversation. So I, that was part of the intervention, you know, is, you know, are you going to leave your son? And it wasn't so much that I was leaving my son, but I thought, you know, in order for me to do something better for my life, I've got to take this risk. I've got to step out and I've got to try. And I'm not going to send him through a custody battle. I'm not going to bring him down here and in six months realize I hate it and come back. You know, I'm not going to send him through all of that. So taking that risk was huge for me. And I got criticized a lot, like a lot from family, whether they want to admit it or not, from tons of friends. Um, but I knew that if I didn't do it, I'd probably regret it. And you always, I have always heard at least, you know, the biggest risks in life are not taking any risks at all. And I did it. And now six years later, my ass is still here. Seven in years. Texas. Oh my God. Is it seven years? Yeah, seven years. Oh my God, that's crazy. Seven years later, I'm still down here. Um, my relationship with my ex now, as you know, is amazing. We have a wonderful blended family. I truly and honestly believe that me moving here had a huge part in mending our relationship because it was not good for several years. And like you said, now we have our own little one and Parker comes down and it just works. It's yeah. just, it just works. And it took me being uncomfortable to finally do that to where it, it was the best decision in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my family, they... Didn't they, approve? No, they, they certainly didn't approve mm -hmm. because, again, they're all molded into that complacency, which nothing is, in my opinion, nothing is wrong with that. Like, if you're comfortable and you're happy with it and you don't feel like there, there needs to be any change... I say go for it, you know, it's not for everyone. But for me personally, I knew that I was doing not only myself a disservice, but I was also doing the people that I was around a disservice because my true potential was not shining, right? And so that's where I had to come up with just me on myself working and my faith that uh, that led me to making making that leap and making that change. Yeah, I feel like, and I've heard this before, you know, where people that you, because people always say, like, when, especially in business, especially in my industry, when people are starting their own journey with things or starting a podcast, I know we're going to get people that know us, like, who do they think they are? You know, what do they think they're doing? The people closest to you always are the ones that are the most critical. And I feel that's because they've been with you since you were in diapers. They know the type of person you are. And they want you to just stay that same person. And to them, I feel like when we want something better as a per like as ourselves, like when we're aspiring for something better than what we currently have, I feel as if those people in our lives that are closest to us almost take it as like they're not good enough. Like what, what they've already created for us or what we've done together as a family or as friends or our relationships in general, it's not good enough because now you're, you're wanting more. And I think subconsciously that's how we feel. 
um, when someone close to us is wanting something better for themselves. Does that make sense? No, it does. And, okay. and, and also talking about family, you know, like I absolutely love my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know that more. Than, I love like, your family. You know, I mean, they're just, they're incredible. They're humble. They're, they're sweet. They're kind. I mean, genuine. It's just a Southern family, right? But it, the, prob- the problem that I have with it isn't even them. Mm-hmm. Right. It was me because I, I for, for so long was so worried about what they thought because I didn't want to disappoint them. Mm. So it got to the point to where, you know what, I had to start living my life for me. Right. And, and doing what's best for me. That's huge. And that was the part for me that was the most difficult because that was what I was so comfortable with. Mm hmm. I feel, yeah, I totally understand you with that because so many times we want something more for ourselves because internally we feel it. Like it's like this, it's like this inner power that you feel like, God, I just, I want that so bad. It's I a want gut it. wrenching exactly. squeeze that you, you, you can't get rid of. Exactly. Right? But what is it that's going to make you take that step? You know, what is it that's going to make you pursue that gut feeling that you know is intended for you? And honestly, I think it's just going for it. I mean, you're going to fall on your face. I've fallen on my face a million times, but you have to get back up and and figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the, uh, the approach that you have. You know, that saying that, um, I can't remember, what, what's her name? Uh, it, it's about the five-second rule, oh, right? Yeah. Um, Mel, I, Mel Robbins. Yeah, so Mel Robbins, like, that sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that that's a very similar concept to how I handled, like, going and, and changing, like, my complete, you know, career, yeah. right? It was... It wasn't, it wasn't an afterthought. It was just something that like, hey, look, I, I'd gotten to the point to where I was done. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was what they call checked out. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I said, you know what? Enough is enough. And am I grateful for the opportunity that led me up to that point? Absolutely, because honestly, I would have never been where I was at if I hadn't have worked for and underneath those, you know, superiors along the way decisions. You just had to implement the five second rule, which by the way, people, if you have not checked out uh, Mel Robbins and her five second rule book, seriously, it, what is it? Like the, the mind, the subconscious literally yeah. can make a decision in five seconds. Sure. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, should I do this? Literally count, count down five, four, three, two, one. And j- that just, launch yourself. Honestly, it can go to really anything. Like you can apply that for if you're getting pissed off or if someone (laughs) like frustrates the shit out of you. I've applied this in our relationship many times. Like literally all that you have to do is take a deep breath, go, "Mm, goose frava. (laughs) 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 And count down five and then say, you know what? Okay, we're done. You know, let's, uh, let's reset the track. Or let's move forward and take action. Yeah. Um, I love that. So, okay, another uncomfortable thing that at least I did. You're so out there. I mean, Chris is literally the type of guy where he'll go out to the bar by himself. He'll go to a movie by himself. He'll go to another country by himself. I am the type of person where 
even though I'm really outgoing on camera or on audio, when you put me in a crowd, I really do kind of go into my shell. It takes me a minute. You mellow out a little bit. Yeah, it takes me a minute. I'm really loud and boisterous once I get to know you, but it, I, I'm like an observer. Like I'm, I'm watching everything before I jump in. So with that being said, um, how we met was through an app, Bumble. And I remember Jennifer telling me like, girl, you just need to get on this app and meet somebody. I'm like, I don't do dating like that. But what's really interesting is whenever we first met, right, of course, then we started getting really serious very quickly, right? Yes. And so who was the first person? Because you said this earlier about the people that are closest to you are the ones that are the most critical, Jennifer, right? But, and I love Jennifer to death. So yeah. she's listening but to this. She did it out of care. Exactly. You know, because she was like, whoa, holy crap. But that's what families do. Yeah. That's what friends and families do, right? They look out for you. Whether, whether they know if your intentions are good or bad, like they, they know you as a person well mm-hmm. enough to know if they feel comfortable with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, this whole topic of us talking about comfort, Mm -hmm. it can also apply to people that are, you know, they're comfortable, right? Yeah, They're comfortable with your your relationship with them or they're just just concerned. Yeah, so anyways, you know, online dating and how we met was completely uncomfortable for me. Um, You know, when Jennifer said, "Just, just go for it, get on this app, I was like, dude, I don't even do dating like this. This is not how I do it. And I realized that in order to meet a genuine person, I probably had to try some alternative method than what I was doing before, which was probably going out to the bar and meeting somebody. And that just never ended up well for me. So I jumped on Bumble. And I saw this guy, like, swipe across my screen. I'm like, ooh, he's kind of cute. And I scroll down, and I'm looking at his pictures. And sure enough, I'm like, yep, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to swipe him. And then you swiped me back. Yes. And then we had a quick dinner. And after that, things, just like you said, started progressing really quickly. And boom, here we are today. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. And and that's that's the most interesting part because you can look up and then in the blink of an eye, like your life completely changed and it's all because of that one decision of you stepping out of your complacency in life. It's so crazy. Right? So But if, you're gonna feel uncomfortable when you do it. Like there's no settling thing about it. And I think this can apply to any any area of your life with your faith, you know, and your walk with the Lord. If you get comfortable You know, how are you advancing and strengthening that relationship in your marriage, in your relationships? If you get comfortable, that's when things start to get boring. In your business, if you get comfortable, that's probably when you start slacking or your production starts lessening, you know? In every aspect of life, people can get comfortable. So the question is really, how do you challenge yourself and push yourself into that uncomfortable zone? I think, again, it all goes to you personally. Like you, you have to have that, that mindset or that thought process of like, okay, hey, look, I'm intended for something better. How great that is, it is all determined on what you feel within yourself. 
Done. So basically just challenging yourself and your mindset and always desiring more and just not sitting there and really just going for it. So you've literally just got, you've got to take action. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like you have got to, in order to see what you're capable of, in order to see if the zone that you're wanting to jump out of is going to take you to another place in life or, you know, heighten your life in any capacity, then you just need to go. You just need to step. Step into action, step into faith, and just go for it. Hey friends, thanks for taking the time today to jump on in and listen to the Uno Mas podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Leave us a review. Let us know how you're liking it. And then if you're on Instagram and Facebook, like most of us are, go ahead and tag us, share in your stories, invite your friends, and we look forward to Uno Mas podcast next week. 